sure as God made green apples, someday the Chicago Cubs are going to be in the World Series. And maybe sooner than we think. Here's the old line. This is going to be a tough play. What's going on, Cubs fans? I'm Sean Sears, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. On today's episode, we're doing a starting pitching breakdown. We'll take a look at 2019's numbers. We did this with the relievers a couple episodes ago. Now we're starting with a rotation now. I figured with Darvish opting in and Jose Quintana's option getting picked up, we kind of have a better idea of what the rotation might look for 2020. So we'll take a look at that, um, see who's leaving this rotation, who could be coming in, some options in free agency, maybe trade. We'll kind of talk, touch on all that in the first segment. And then in the second segment, we've got a couple Cubs quick uh, quick Cubs news. Um, Theo Epstein spoke with Dave Kaplan for about 30 minutes in ESPN. We'll kind of touch on some of the key talking points he mentioned there. Um, and then a couple other quick comments. Joe Madden announcing that he apparently wasn't planning on coming back to Chicago, even if the Cubs did want him back. So some interesting stuff there. So we'll kind of break down a pretty heavy Monday episode after a somewhat busy weekend for the Cubs. Of course, today's episode is brought to you in part by CubsInsider.com. You can check all our episodes now on CubsInsider.com. And of course, just head to Cubs Insider for all your Cubs information or whatever you need, really. One of the best Cubs blogs out there. Evan Altman, good friend, obviously, friend of the pod. Cubs-related podcast should be having another episode up. So check out Cubs Insider if you haven't head over there yet today. You can get Locked on Cubs on the Himalaya app, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn app, Stitcher, SoundCloud, anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find Locked on Cubs. And then make sure you're following us on Twitter at Locked on Cubs. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean R. Sears. And then make sure you're checking out Locked on Bulls with Jordan Malley, Matt Peck, Locked on Bears. Rough loss yesterday. Listen to Lauren Cox taking more on Locked on Bears. Lockdown White Sox, obviously with Herb Lawrence, and then Lockdown Blackhawks. Blackhawks just had a big win. Jay Zawoski should be all over that. So keep a lookout for all the Chicago sister stations. Today's episode, we're talking about the starting pitching. So um, before we get to that, I want to touch on a couple housekeeping things. So the Cubs options, obviously, they picked up Jose Quintana and Anthony Rizzo's options. So Quintana, $10.5 million for next year. Anthony Rizzo, $16.5 million. He was actually slated to make 14. million. Uh, and a half, but he got a $1 million bump for each year. He finished in the top five of MVP voting, which was in 2015 and 16. So 16 and a half million, but they did decline. Uh, Derek Holland at six and a half million, Brandon Morrow at six and a half, actually to buy him out. So they paid 3 million. Uh, Tony Barnett was 3 million. Kendall Graveman was 3 million too. That was probably the biggest surprise I saw for the decline on the options. I thought for $3 million, they might take Kendall Graveman. Um, but they decided to decline that, save $3 million, and then you, Darvish, no surprise, opted into his contract, so he'll be back for the final four years of his deal worth $81 million. So the rotation as it is right now is Hendricks, Darvish, Lester Quintana, probably Tyler Chatwood, with Alec Mills, Edbert Alzale, 
maybe Alan Webster in the mix for one of those final spots. Um, in-house options, similar to the reliever options I mentioned before um, in the other podcast, but uh, Edbert Elzele, as I mentioned, uh, Braylon Marquez, Justin Steele, potentially Tyson Miller, Brendan Miller, Ryan Jensen is probably an outside shot. Oscar De La Cruz could possibly get some starts this year if the Cubs don't have a ton of depth. Same with Corey Abbott. Um, but all those guys could also make it in as relievers, too. They're kind of just the best pitchers in the system right now for the Cubs. Um, in terms of ranking from last year, uh, the Cubs were 10th in K per nine, 8th in war, uh, F war, Fangraphs war at 15.7, uh, 22nd in BAPIP, 10th in ERA at 418, 7th in FIP. They were 10th in home run fly ball rate, 9th in ground ball rate. They were 7th in innings pitched and 7th in walks per nine. Um, so overall, like just a little bit above, uh, I mean, like, you know, in the top 10 and kind of middle of the pack, basically, is what we saw starting pitching from this year. And that kind of makes sense. Cole Hamels obviously pitched pretty well at the beginning of the season, but then got hurt with that oblique injury. Wasn't quite himself. Um, John Lester had a very trying season this year. We saw some highs and some definite lows. Kyle Hendricks and you Darvish both kind of struggled at different points throughout the season, but Darvish obviously was incredibly strong at the end of the hat or the end of the season. And Hendricks found himself a little bit, but had some parts in between the beginning and ending of the season where we just kind of saw some pretty bad baseball from Kyle Hendricks, which was strange. Uh, Tyler Chatwood had a rebound season and I mean, at least gives the Cubs some hope that maybe he could, be that fifth starter. Obviously, the money they're paying him, you would hope he could fill that role if they need him to. But we just don't know what you can get consistently for him. Um, in terms of free agents available, this is interesting. Steven Strasburg did just opt out of his deal. Makes a ton of sense. But 31 years old, coming off a World Series MVP, um, he's going to be a tough guy to afford. Same for Garrett Cole, uh, obviously. It sounds like he's likely done in Houston. He had some comments pretty much directly after the World Series. But he basically said, you know, thanks for everything, Houston, essentially, and was out. So he's gone from Houston, but it, it sounds like he might be a, at least the Angels' top target. He'll probably be one of the top targets for most teams in baseball, but it's unlikely the Cubs are going to be able to have the money to sign him. Dallas Keuchel could be a stretch. Uh, same could be said for Madison Bumgarner. I don't know if those guys make a ton of sense on the Cubs. I mean, I think they would consider them for the right price. I think Dallas Keuchel would be a great fit. Um, but then there's other guys like mid to lower tier starters, like your Cole Hamels, who could have a high ceiling, but at 36 years old, it's a gamble. Same with Rich Hill. Rick Porcello is three years removed from a Cy Young season, but has looked terrible since. Tanner Rorick, Jake Odorizzi, Andrew Kashner, Drew Smiley, Chris Archer, Wade Miley, Drew, or Dan Straley. There's some guys out here that could make sense. Jordan Lyles, Julio Teheran. Zach Wheeler is probably the guy that I would like the most out of this group. That makes the most sense, assuming that a guy like Garrett Cole or Strasburg isn't probably coming to the Cubs. Um, I could see Wheeler being a guy that that could make sense on the Cubs and you know is 29 years old and kind of fits in this window the Cubs have right now. Um, but he's also one of those guys that could get paid. Uh, it's tough to see if the Cubs can get him on a good deal. I think that's the way they'd love to go about doing that, but yeah, it's probably not probably not the most likely thing. Um, trade targets, which could make more sense if the Cubs do want to trade from their core. They could go after someone like Noah Syndergaard. Uh, it does sound like the Indians have thought about trading guys. Francisco Lindor is definitely on the trade. Uh, trade uh, is on 
I guess their trading block, whatever you want to call it. If he's available. Um, Corey Kluber could be as well. Mike Miner for the Rangers, Robbie Ray for the Diamondbacks, and Matthew Boyd for the Tigers. Um, some relievers I thought that were interesting as well as Felipe Vasquez with everything going on with the Pirates. That'd be a great move there. I don't know if they would consider trading their top reliever to an interdivision player or team, but with the Pirates probably like years away from competing, maybe they don't care as much. Kirby Yates for the Padres, that's probably less likely to happen, um, but one year left on his deal. I don't know if the Padres are going to want to pay him the type of money he's probably going to command. Maybe the Cubs go and get Kirby Yates for a year for a low, you know, swap out. Not quite sure. Blake Trennan, it sounds like he's most likely to get a trade from the A's. He'd be a good pickup as insurance. And then Ken Giles as well from the Blue Jays. Really good player. Had a great, another strong season in the bullpen. Um, but I think ultimately the, the plan of attack for the Cubs in terms of adding starters right now is that they just gonna, they're going to have to add at least a couple. I mean, obviously – you can't go into the season just depth-wise with what you have. I think you can make a case to have Tyler Shatwood as your fifth starter, but only if he's like shown through spring training that he's earned that position. I don't think you can just outright hand it to him and assume that he's done enough to prove that he's that guy. Um, so depth's going to come in, but I don't think you can expect anything more than a replacement to Cole Hamels in depth. I don't think, you know, Strasburg, Cole... They're, they're probably not coming here. Mid-level deals, guys with high value, high ceiling, maybe guys that they can get under contract for a couple seasons that could have, you know, potentially high value if they do come back from an injury and pitch well or do have a nice bounce back season on a cheaper deal, whatever it may be, incentive-based contract, something like that. But um, I don't know if that's going to happen. You could also possibly see them maybe even trade Chadwood or Quintana if they can make something happen. Um if they decide that they can go improve somewhere, whether that's a bullpen arm, maybe it's another, you know, younger pitcher down the line. You know, what I don't know what exactly you would trade Quintana for. You need pitching, but if you can get a leadoff second baseman center field type player for Quintana, maybe you consider it. Um, so there's options there, but I think for the most part, it doesn't seem like the Cubs want to spend that money. Um, and we'll kind of touch on this a little bit more in the second segment, but I, I really feel like the Cubs are going to try and make do with what they have. Um, they're going to add depth. They're going to look for, you know, they're going to hope their player development and their eye for talent can identify some of the players like the Yankees did this year or the Astros um, that found some of those lower end guys that didn't seem to be super important, but became incredibly important to that team. Who knows? Ben Zobers is a free agent. I don't know if he'll come back to Chicago, but you got to think at least he would consider he would talk to them if he does want to come back. It doesn't sound like he's going to try and play. So there's options. I, I'm, I'm interested to see what what their what their plan is in free agency, but everything we've heard so far from Ricketts and then Theo Epstein, whose comments we'll get to here in the second segment, it does feel like the Cubs are prepping fans for maybe a tightening of the belt and less about going out there getting those guys. So we'll touch on that more in the second segment, but before I do that, I do have a quick word from one of our sponsors, Blue Chew. Guys, let's talk about sex. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever a moment arises. Now this isn't just for guys who can't perform, it's for any guy who wants that extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Bluetooth is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the US, and since Bluetooth prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. 
Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 for shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code MLB. The tried free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. We thank them for sponsoring Lockdown Cubs. All right, here in the second segment, we'll be talking a little bit about Joe Madden. He had his uh, yearly charity event in Tampa Bay where he goes back and he told Mark Tompkins from the Tampa Bay Times um, that apparently the feeling was mutual and that he and the Cubs both wanted to separate ways. It wasn't so much that the Cubs had told him it was done. He was kind of feeling the same way too. And he said kind of going up, up into those days, he kind of felt very similarly to the way the Cubs did. So when they came together, it was truly a mutual parting, but he did come out and say, I didn't want to be back. Um, so that's interesting. Not really necessary, but interesting. So um, whatever. I mean, at this point, it doesn't matter. So um, it d- was announced that Brian Butterfield, Tim Buss, and John Maley are all returning to Joe Madden's coaching staff. John Maley obviously was let go of the Cubs hitting coach a couple years ago. Um, Brian Butterfield and Tim Buss were current staff members on this Cubs team and are following Joe Madden now to Los Angeles now with the Anaheim A's. Um, or Angels. So some of the uh, coaching staff was poached by Joe Madden, which I think was expected, but it was kind of a toss-up whether or not these guys were returning anyways, and if the Cubs were trying to change some things, probably easy places to start. In terms of changing things, there's reports, not necessarily reports, but rumblings and kind of Twitter threads of people saying how John Farrell might make sense as a bench coach, and I think a lot of people's thoughts initially is why would he do that. And I was listening to the Cubs Talk podcast over this weekend, and I think it was Theo Epstein and, or no, Theo Epstein, geez, um, T- Tony and Jaraki and David Kaplan both were kind of like, well, what else is he doing right now? You know, it's not like he's doing anything else that's super important. I know he does have, um, I think he's got, I think he is an analyst on ESPN. Um, he'll do some things from there on Baseball Tonight. Um, so, I mean, he's got that going on, but that's a connection with him and Ross. So it could make sense. He's a guy that has experience, obviously, and it's not like he's managing anyone right now. So maybe he does want to come on and be the bench coach for the Cubs. Interesting fit out of all those guys. Uh, I've heard like Ron Washington and some random names like that. Larry Rothschild, now that he's been let go from the Yankees. Um, we'll have to see, but interesting. So it sounds like according to Jordan Bastian, who put out an article kind of talking about the five big things for the Cubs this offseason. Um, it was asked who was the biggest free agent or the highest guy on the list of Cubs free agency. You know, I guess like want list, if you want to put it. Nick Castellanos is up there is what Bastian has said. It sounds like both the Cubs and Castellanos have a desire to make it work. Um, they just kind of have to see, essentially, at least on the Cubs end, what type of offers Castellanos is getting and if it's a realistic offer for the Cubs to match. Um if he's getting something like what De- Dexter Fowler got, maybe not necessarily the years, but the amount of money over like a four or five year deal, I don't know if the Cubs can swing it. If he's going to go for maybe a shorter deal with maybe somewhere around like 12 to 13 years, that's a little more reasonable and probably in the price range where the Cubs can afford. They want to make improvements, but I think it's going to more more see, it'll be more of like Dexter Fowler in the sense of 2016, where it fit, the money made sense, there wasn't too many more options out there. Um, if Castellanos comes into the right situation where the Cubs can squeeze him in, I think that's what they'll do, but I don't think that's going to happen. And I think both sides kind of know that, which is a bummer. Um, but at least it's a good sign that both sides want to try and make something work. Um, there was a report too that Shogo Akiyama, 
from the Shibu Lions. A speedy outfielder is expected to be posted to MLB this year, which is great to see. He's got an excellent on-base percentage and a pretty nice bat. The question is if it's going to translate to um, the major league level, even if he doesn't turn into the speedy on-base presence that he has been in the MPV. Um, adding him to the roster at the very least, a solid depth outfielder. He did just break his foot though. Um, a couple days before, or a couple hours before it was announced that he was likely getting posted. Um, so that's a bummer. Maybe that brings down the price. I don't know if the Cubs want to take a chance on someone like that. So, but before he broke his foot, uh, Akiyama was an interesting fit as a depth outfielder, maybe be that center fielder leadoff option for the Cubs. So, as I mentioned earlier in the show, Theo Epstein on ESPN 1000 talked with the cap for about 30 minutes talking about everything from the luxury cap, from the core players. Um, some of the big takeaways from here, Cap said, and a few times throughout um, a couple of the podcasts he's been on for the Cubs Talk Pod, as well as like talking with Ricketts and now after talking with you, Epstein, he's been asked kind of what he thinks the Cubs plan is. And he truly thinks that Theo Epstein and the Cubs are trying to get under the luxury tax this year and do similar or do what the Yankees did in 2016, essentially, and get underneath the cap to reset that luxury tax so then they can go spend money and then not get hit by the tax as much if they do have to pay the penalty. So um, that was one of my takeaways from there. Cap also thinks the Cubs are going to try and approach more players again and try to resign them. Um, it does sound like uh, Theo Epstein talked with, when he spoke with Cap on the ESPN 1000. He did say they had approached core players like Baez, Bryant, Schwarber, and Contreras, and they'd all been offered deals, and they've all turned them down. Um now, what are those deals? And, you know, were they legitimate offers? Cap seems to think they were. We don't know. Um, that's kind of, that seems very much like a front office trying to be like, well, hey, we, we did our best. And, and and they said no, and that's too bad. So just kind of letting them off the hook a little bit. I can't imagine it's something quite like that, but we'll have to see. It also doesn't mean anything about the Cubs not being able to sign these guys, but it does show the Cubs are going to try and approach some of these players again, and if things kind of continue to peter out, they might try and make some moves where we might see some aggressive plays coming through here. Um, Dio Epstein also kept saying something along the lines of um, they're going to feel the compete a competitive team, but he kept saying that the team on paper might be less talented than the team that they had last year, but that could also be a good thing. I think what he's trying to say is that the established talent might not be there on this team, but that overall it could be a better team than it was last year. Um, I, I I don't really know what he was trying to like say there. It's tough to gauge quite what he was talking about, but it, from what Cap kept taking away from it, he felt like the team was essentially saying without saying that they're going to try and get underneath the luxury tax. And I just, I didn't quite get that read, but Cap has obviously a far more, you know, I guess, fruitful reserve of, of, of sources to go to. Particularly, it sounds like Crane Kenny is one of those guys he talks to. If Cap is being going out there and saying that so confidently, someone has told him that. He wouldn't just be stupid enough to think that on his own. Um, so there could be some truth behind that, which is a little terrifying. Um, not in the sense that the Cubs would be a bad team. I still think they could potentially field a similar team that they did this year and swing to a 91 win season type of team. You know, this team still has a ton of talent. Um, the problem is, you know, the Cubs need to start seeing results and they need to have consequences for some of these issues when the talent doesn't quite pay out. Hopefully maybe David Ross just changing the approach of things makes a big difference. Who knows? Um, 
Theo Epson did say some really nice things about Castellanos. Um, it did seem like he thought that Castellanos was a great player, but Epstein did specifically say in this interview, and I thought this was a sticking point, that he added a lot of peace or he added a lot of depth to their lineup and offensively they got better, but it didn't solve or change any of the issues they were still running into as an offense. Um, and that just kind of made it feel like, hey, Castellanos was great, but we still have a ton of problems and he didn't even fix it. Um, to the point where that's kind of like the Epstein saying, hey, maybe this isn't the guy. I don't know. I could be grasping at straws here, interestingly enough. But then one last takeaway. This was actually in Waddle and Sylvie, but Jason Hayward was on there talking about Joe Madden and, you know, saying a lot of good things about Joe and, you know, how he liked him. And he talked about Bobby Cox when he left in Atlanta. And he kind of just said, you know, like, we, I love those guys. I have a ton of respect for them. You know, Joe Madden is one of my, you know, favorite all-time managers. Um, that being said, we needed a new voice. And I think someone like Joe or someone like Jason Hayward saying that, who's obviously one of the bigger clubhouse leaders, I think it's a sign that things needed to change. So um, those are my takeaways from that. That was kind of the big news from that weekend. Um, in terms of the fall from this past weekend, Anthony Rizzo did win his third gold glove, which is great to see. Um, Jason Hayward was a nomination but did not win. It was, uh, I believe, Cody Bellinger technically got right field or one of the outfield positions. So, um, so Jason Hayward doesn't win his gold glove a first time or doesn't win a gold glove for the first time as a Chicago Cub. That's a bummer. And then one last thing, Tony Jack wrote an article about Howie Kendrick and how he could be the perfect signing for the Cubs, a veteran presence that doesn't strike out, makes good contact, a liability on defense a little bit, but maybe something the Cubs will trade for if they can platoon him there with like Ian Happ or Nico Horner or something like that. So I'm actually going to have Tony Jarecki on the show later this week. So we'll talk to him about Howie Kendrick, maybe some other free agents he thinks might be a fit. But that's our Monday show. We appreciate you guys sticking around. I know that was a ton of news and a lot of stuff I was throwing out at you. Um, if you guys have any questions with me about what I was talking about pitching or whatever you have you, please tweet at the show at Lockdown Cubs. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean R. Sears. You can tweet at me or DM me. My DMs are open. Um, remember to get this show every day. You need to make sure you subscribe to Lockdown Cubs on the Himalaya app or whatever podcasting app you use, whether that's Google, Apple, Spotify, TuneIn app, Stitcher, whatever podcasting app you use. Make sure you subscribe. Leave a five-star review. Thanks for tuning in to your guys' daily Cubs podcast. You enjoy the rest of your day. And as always, go Cubs.